Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Pardon the interruption, but I'm Mike Wilbon. Tony, a new study says happiness peaks at the age of 70. Tony Kornheiser, no wonder I'm so miserable. That was 25 years ago. I'm so far past my peak of happiness, Mike. If a study has to tell you you're not happy, my advice would be to ignore the damn study. All these studies are stupid, driven by marketing executives, and need to be ignored, period. All studies are stupid? All of them. All, All studies? Of them. Really? Waste of time. No. Yeah. I should have gone to school and order reruns and live your life. That's all you need. Social studies is stupid. I was good at that. Yeah. I got A's. Welcome Dumb. to PTI, boys and girls. In today's episode, Shohei has elbow surgery. Micah Parsons practices as a tight end, and Lazio's goalkeeper does something very rare in soccer. But we begin today with your Bears, Wilbon. Justin Fields said today that his play has been too robotic and that he needs to think less and just play football. When asked what's causing him to overthink, he said, quote, you know, it could be coaching, I think, unquote. Though he later said in the media availability in the locker room that he does not blame the coaching and that he needs to play better. Head coach Matt Eberflus said he wants Fields to play freely and speak freely to coaches. So, Wilbon, what do you make of what Fields said? Tony, I put what Fields says way after I put the actions of the last two Sundays, which I watched closely, one of them in person with former Bears, with some Hall of Famers. Fields is not playing well and has got a whole lot of improvement to go and don't know if he can make those improvements as a professional quarterback. Missing receivers down the field, sometimes open for touchdowns. I'm sitting there while this happened against Green Bay. The coaching staff is inadequate once again because they're not putting Fields in positions where he feels comfortable and is doing the things using the skill set he has to succeed. Yet another coaching staff, the Bears, have failed miserably the owner to identify the best coaching and the, the right coaches to be successful with various players wow. and quarterbacks. So Fields is part of the problem. So is Eberflus. And, Tony, there's a reason why the Bears haven't had an all-pro quarterback in 100 years because they get it wrong. I hope they put this kid in a position where he can succeed I hope he's good enough for making improvements where he can succeed. There's plenty of blame to throw around, to spread around, and I don't care really what Fields said. I want to see what he does Sunday against Kansas City. Yeah, so I'm going to go to the timeline in this because earlier today, I don't know, maybe around 11 o'clock or 12 o'clock, somewhere around that, I was sent clips of Fields talking earlier today. And he very distinctly said in one of them, that he would blame the coaching. Um, he said a number of other things, too. He said, he said a few times, look, I've got to go out there and play free like I've done my whole life. So I think what happened here, Mike, was that there was a little bit of a pushback internally in the city of Chicago. And Justin Fields heard about this and said, whoa, wait a second. Let me get back out there. Let me modify what I said before and let me make sure that nobody 
takes this the wrong way. And what that reminded me of was Zach Wilson last year with the Jets when he had this terrible offensive game and the defensive guys were saying, help us out a little bit here. And Wilson was asked, is any of this your fault? And he said, no. And he got crushed the next day, got crushed in the New York papers for being tone deaf and for not taking responsibility. I think somebody probably got in Justin Fields' ear. I think the important thing here is that there's a slight disconnect between the coaching staff and between the quarterback. And this is the quarterback they picked for the long term. They had the number one pick in the draft. Yeah. They traded it to Carolina. They said, we want Justin Fields. And that that's fine. That's good. They could have had anybody they want. They want him. So now I think there's a little bit of, you know, back and fill here to make sure that it doesn't look like the Bears who are maybe in some disarray with the defensive coordinator quitting are in real disarray, right? Well, that makes sense. I, I don't know about disarray yet, but I'm very concerned about the quarterback play. And there's every reason right. to be concerned about it. But the coaches have to help the damn quarterback, and they're not doing that. And they didn't do it with the last coach. And I told you day one, that coach was yep. a failure. And now he's screwing yep. around with Patrick Mahomes in Kansas City because he's back there as Andy Reid's guy, which is insane to me. So – Again, Tony, with the Bears and quarterback and offense, there's plenty of blame to spread around for the last 110 years. And this is not a new theme in Chicago, sadly. So let's move to Micah Parsons, the best defensive player in the NFL in the face of the Cowboys. Parsons was asked on the Pat McAfee show yesterday if he has any desire to play offense. Referring to Cowboys coach Mike McCarthy, Parsons said, quote, Big Mike actually let me get a couple of scout team reps at tight end. He might not let you know that. I probably shouldn't have spilled the tea, close quote. Parsons playing offense in a game. Tony, would you be supportive of that? Would it surprise you? We've seen this. We, we've, you and I have watched this together. We watched the fridge on offense. We watched J.J. Watt on offense. We watched Mike Vrabel on offense. These are big guys Defensive players put in in a very specific situation, usually right around the goal line, and often with wonderful results of a touchdown. We have watched the tackle-eligible play for 100 years. It's a play that everybody likes. Would I put this guy Michael Parsons on offense? Sure, in a very specific situation. What I would not do is put him out there for an entire drive. And the reason I wouldn't do that is because he's not a two-way player. He's not um, Travis Hunter. Do I have that name right? I think I do. Travis Hunter. He's not yeah, Travis, Hunter, Travis Hunter, who's not going to be playing for Dion this week or for the next two or three weeks. And why? Because defensive players like Micah Parsons are out there waiting to rip your head off. Okay? Yeah. Defensive players initiate the contact, and offensive players receive the contact. So I'm not going to put Micah Parsons out there for an extended period of time so we can get hurt. I'm not going to do it. No, specific totally situation. Agree. Totally agree with you. I'm not. He's a game wrecker on defense. He's the closest thing the game has to Lawrence Taylor. Uh, and when That's you right. have that and you got the Cowboys defense, I might put him out there for a specialty play. I mean, players who are this great, Tony, and this physically gifted, they probably get bored and he wants to do a little something else. And I might design a play that might satisfy yeah. him and make him That's smile right. in practice. I might try to appease him that way. And then I go to him and I say, Micah, you're too valuable, son. We need you out there wrecking opposing offenses. That's what you do. That's going to get us to a Super Bowl. So you're going to have to live with the limits of that mostly. 
This is exactly how I feel because I feel other defensive players who have watched Micah Parsons wreck their teams. If they saw yeah. him out there going yeah. across the middle, that, do you remember all that stuff where he got jacked up? Well, he would right. get jacked up. And he's he too would. good. You, you, I'd make you sure can't. I did it. Jack no. him up to get him out of there. <laughs> That's the point. Can't have it. Can't risk it. Let's move now to the news that Shohei Otani had elbow surgery that is not being explicitly described as Tommy John, creating hope that the injury was not as serious as feared. The surgeon said, I'm quoting here, I expect full recovery. He'll be ready to hit without any restrictions come opening day of 2024 and both hit and pitch come 2025, unquote. Well, Bonotani is just weeks away from free agency. How should teams value his pitching future in light of what the doctors said? Well, Tony, I'm sure there's at least one team, and, and probably more than that, that will value his pitching future. If I ran a team, I wouldn't value it at all. I mean, available in 25, maybe, oh, okay. But, Tony, yeah. as great as Otani is, and it's easy to argue Otani is the best and most talented player out there today and maybe in many decades. He doesn't get his team to the playoffs. He can't impact the game that way. Now, I'm paying on performance. I know there are other factors out there in the marketing. People would tell you how valuable Otani is. My value on Otani, if I own the team, is, son, are you playing in October? Because if you can't get me to October, and by the way, it's not on him. It's on the whole team. But if I got to pay a whole team, I ain't giving him $500 million to play one way. Because right now, as great as he is, he can't get you to October. Even when he's yeah. playing with Mike Trout as a tag team, they can't get you to October. So, no, I, as an owner, am not doing that, Tony. I'd look at him and applaud and love him and love when he filled my ballpark, but I'm not paying yeah. off on that. So of all the sports that you and I watch for a living, baseball is the hardest for one person to have that kind of impact. Yes. Basketball yes. is the easiest and maybe you could make the case for a, a quarterback or a goalie or something like that. But basically, the NHL has artists. occasionally a player, yeah. Yeah. So there are two things that you, that you, I think you have to say. And one is that I think the Los Angeles Dodgers are going to be all in whether he can pitch or not. I think they see him as a 50 home run, 120 RBI guy. And differently from Kyle Schwarber, he gets a lot more hits. He's on base even more than Kyle Schwarber. And, and so I think that they would pay him for that. Though, to be fair... If he's not going to pitch, if you're worried that he's not going to pitch, I would think that would reduce the number by about $200 million, honestly, the way he has yeah, pitched. Yeah, it this would point. for me. And the second thing I would say, the second thing I would say is this is the doctor saying he's ready in 2025. It's not his agent, it's the doctor. That might make me a lot more optimistic, Mike, that he's going to play and might get me back into the bidding. Mike. Mike, but Tony, you're going to pay $200 million on a mite? I'm not. And I understand, Tony, you're um, right. There are owners yeah. and executives yeah, who will. I wouldn't be one yeah. of them. He's been a great pitcher so far. Let's take yeah. a break. Coming up, what did seven no-hit innings do for Blake Snell's National League Cy Young bid? And what's the word for the goal scored by Lazio's keeper? You know, yeah, I, I not, mean, I find I'm myself rooting. I root for Otani. I, I yeah. do. I, he's, I he's want him to do for. well. This yeah. is the second operation on the same spot, though, so I fear. I have yeah. apprehension. This is the second yeah. one. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. 
two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. It's time to blank, Wilbon, and what's the word? Let's get the first one from the producer over the loudspeaker. Last night's seven no-hit innings make Blake Snell's NL Cy Young case blank. My word is better. Not airtight, but better. Okay, there's three people, it seems to me, in this race, right? There's Blake Snell in this race. In Chicago, there's Justin Steele. How can you have a city with Justin Fields and Justin Steele and not get confused? And the Braves, Spencer Strider, are all in it. Um, so Steele has more wins than Snell. He's 16-4 and four at the moment, and I think he goes tonight. So we'll see what he does tonight. Strider has the most wins, 18, and the most strikeouts, 270. Snell has 14 wins at the moment, but the best ERA, 2-3-3, and he's got 220 strikeouts and 174 innings. You know, um, he's also got the most walks in the league, Mike. You've got to go back to 1959, an early win for the last Cy Young guy who had the most walks in the league. My point is that we don't know yet. Nobody is locked up in this thing yet. we got to wait for all the precincts to have their returns in. Seven no-hit innings is a big deal, and it helps you, but he never goes more than seven, Mike. Never. Well, that's why Blake Snell's side case is now iffy. It's still iffy. And I, I got a horse in this race, and I'll just go back to Steele, whose ERA yeah. is like 2-7. So it's, it's, it, there's a tiny little bit of difference between their ERAs. The Cubs have sort Careful of cratered run. recently by losing 8 out of 10. But Steele's on maybe the most disappointing team in baseball. If it's not the White Sox, who are the most disappointing team, I guess, overall. Come on. No, Padres, Snell is, not Steele. Snell is on the most disappointing. Snell's on the most disappointing team. Yeah. My team yeah. has been yeah. disappointing the last two weeks. But Snell, right. what? I mean, I know it's not his fault specifically, yeah. but I tie these things to team achievement. And so, sorry. Right, right now, Tony, Snell is behind Steele for me. So I would say, you know, the most disappointing teams would be the Padres and the Mets. I'm certainly the Mets are in there. Okay, What's Padres, that? Mets, White Sox. Yeah. Those Lazio's yeah, goalkeeper Mets. scoring the tying goal on the last touch of a Champions League match was blank. Was fantastic. He's a goalie. 
What is he doing out there doing this? Plus, he's dressed all in yellow, so it's not like you can't see him. He's all over the screen all the time. He's down at that end of the field because there aren't many seconds to go in this game, and they don't figure they're going to get burned by another goal. They're already down one nothing. What do you care if it's 2 nothing? Watch what he does. He gets this in the goal like he's been doing it his whole life. It's just fabulous to see. He's only the fourth goalie in Champions League history to ever get a goal and only the second to not get it on a penalty kick. So because everybody's moving, and I think the Sharpies call that, let me get the phrase right, the run of play. It's very cool, and it's fantastic. Tony, because he's looking like a six-foot-four-inch Tweety Bird out there in this yeah. yellow, I mean, you can see him coming from a mile away, and yeah. he's, he's like eight inches taller at least than anybody else on the field. I mean, this is not an NBA game. This is a soccer game. And I guess the average height is probably like 5'8 or 5'9. And you got this guy out there. When you see him, teammates mob him, he looks like they're mobbing Kareem. He's so tall. And the <laughs> movement. And he's so, he's so authoritative in his movement into that spot. And then to get to the ball, my word is bodacious. I mean, it looked like he was saying, yeah, I got this. And you're like, my God, yeah. how often do they practice this? you know, in a, in, a, in a whole season that this guy at this size to take this particular pass and score in that way, just bodacious. It's very cool to see. Yeah. And unlike and really be could a have been another player. word if we were choosing yeah. two. Can't be a two-way player in soccer because you're already a two-way player. You're out there all the time. It's not like he's going to come out of the goal and play another position. That's the final word. Let's take one last break. Still to come, Lionel Messi is expected to return to the field for Inter-Miami. And Dion, there's only one Dion, has reportedly filed for four trademarks. We'll tell you what they are. Not Dion Warwick. Thank God we got Dion, Dion on Warwick the show. Dion filed for trademarks, we, but it's We were not getting Dion to the Warwick. point where Deion Sanders wasn't going to be in the show. We can't have that. He's got to be no. in the show. Well, these are trademarks. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. 
Happy time, people. Happy 33rd birthday, John Tavares. Toronto's captain had the third most goals, 36, and fourth most points, 80, on the Maple Leafs last season. Tavares caused quite a stir in 2018 when he left the Islanders for the Leafs as a free agent. Tavares was the Islanders' fifth all-time scorer, behind Brian Trottier, Mike Bossy, Dennis Potvin, and Clark Gillies, all Hall of Famers. In his first game back, Islanders fans threw rubber snakes onto the ice. But Tavares was born and raised in the Toronto suburbs. He was a Leafs fan his whole life. This past season, Tavares helped the Leafs win their first playoff series in 19 years, Mike, beating Tampa Bay in the first round. Tony, I got it at the time. I mean, great, the Islanders, I know they got tradition, I know that was your team at one point. The Islanders yep. are about the 10th most important professional team in metropolitan New York. The Toronto Maple Leafs, they might have gotten surpassed by the Raptors for about a minute when the Raptors won the championship. But it's the Maple Leafs, people. Seriously, get That's it. That's right. Happy anniversary, Aaron Judge. On this day last year, the Yankee slugger hit his 60th home run, tying him with the greatest Yankee of all time, Babe Ruth. Judge would go on to hit 62 homers, leaving Roger Maris and Ruth behind. It's the most home runs ever in the American League, and many would say the most home runs ever without performance-enhancing drugs. Judge was the AL MVP, almost won the Triple Crown, falling five points behind Luis Arise, then with uh, Minnesota in the batting race. Last December, Judge signed a nine-year, $360 million contract with the Yankees, and he was named captain of the team. Injuries have limited Judge to just 96 games this year. He's batting 257, but he's got 32 home runs, which is a 53-homer pace in a full season. Yeah, I'm sure the analytics people really love the pace. Care about the pace? 96 is the key thing, 96 games. How can you yeah. keep Aaron Judge? Can you keep him healthier? And he and Giancarlo stand. I mean, I, there's just too many missed games for guys yes. that big and strong and impactful. They have had in their lives impact, not this summer. 96 games reminds me of 96 tears by question mark and the Mysterians. Happy trails to a home run for Tyler Stevenson. The Reds catcher saw his two-run home run ball brought back inside the park last night as Minnesota center fielder Willie Castro went above the eight-foot fence to catch the ball. The notable fact here was just as Stevenson was about to hit, Castro took out the laminated card that fielders carry to get ready defensively for him. Castro didn't have time to put it back in his pocket or his hat. So he carried the card in his right hand as he made the catch. Castro also made a sliding catch to rob Stevenson of a big hit. Reds manager David Bell said Castro saved the Twins four runs in their 7-0 win. Oh, and Castro also hit a homer, so that's a pretty good night. Those are great catches, Tony. Those are great plays, game-changing, saving plays. But the, again, we go back to analytics, really. You got to have a card now to figure out. You think Willie Mays needed a card? Did your hero no. need a card? You think Roberto no. Clemente needed a card? Somebody telling him where to place? Are you serious with this? So that's what we're doing I, now. I guess I saw that. I guess I saw that for the first time two or three years ago, and I wondered what it was, and I found out. Yeah. I thought people were going to do card tricks in the outfield. I mean, I, it, it just strikes me as so insane, right? It's just ruined baseball. I mean, you're taking out it's a insane. card. It's ruined I mean, Come it. on. Ruined it. Come on. Yeah. All right, let's go to the big finish. Let's do uh, it. The Liberty and the Wings both advanced in the WNBA playoffs. Your thoughts? I watched a lot of that stuff. The Mystics should have won. That series should be extended. 
The Mystics couldn't make a play down the stretch. That, that series with Liberty should still be going on. Colts quarterback Anthony Richardson didn't practice today. Still in concussion protocol. Your thoughts? I guess Gardner Minshew would, would get the start. Look, he's big and he's strong. He's a great athlete, but you can't run all the time. You get hurt. Dion has reportedly filed for four trademarks. Coach Prime, Prime Effect, Daddy Buck, and this is great. It's personal. I know you love this. I do, all except for Daddy Buck. Uh, yeah, uh, huh? what's that? I'm not even sure Daddy I want to hear the explanation. Brad Marchand <laughs> is the 27th captain of the Boston Bruins. Is he a good choice? He licks people. I mean, come on now. Licks people. Last one, Lionel Messi expected to play tonight versus Toronto. I'll bet you're excited. No, it's unknown if he's going to start or come off the bench. He missed the last game with muscular fatigue. He's wearing pink, though. He looks means. great in pink. Don't know what looks that great in pink. We're out of time. We're trying to do better the next time. Let me get my flag here. I'm Tony Kornheiser. I'm Mike Wilbon. Same time tomorrow, Knuckleheads. You can get the PTI podcast on the ESPN app or Apple Podcasts. Now, here's Sportsnet. Just remember what Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric E-Bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about Electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S dot com.